Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! Buying, you know, equipment and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I mean, you've been buying equipment for how long uh, as well, far as? I don't know, many years. But, <laughs> you know, over the last five years, probably, you know, I've dealt with, you know, all the auction companies basically in the United States, kind of. Okay, um, and kind of equipment companies, right? Right. Okay. So, you know, as far as, you know, equipment facts, Purple Wave, Ritchie Brothers, I-Ray Auction, Bachman Carroll Auction. Okay, so. Buy. So what? I, I diversified, you know. Perfect. Well, then, um, so what, what do you kind of look for in an auction company when you're uh, choosing which one to go to and everything else? Are you looking at the auction company or are you looking at what kind of pieces they have that sell? Well, pretty much kind of like the auction company, you know, because well, you do. The, it's... You know, it's it's something when a word means something. You know, when a word doesn't mean anything and they just give you a line of BS, I'd say, <laughs> you know, it uh, comes to bite you in the end. And it's not very uh, representable of them on their part. You know, I've been taken, you know, by some auction companies before. Really? Yes. An auctioneer so, took you for something? Yes. And, you know, and it's kind of, it's frustrating, you know, and it's irritating. And when they say that their integrity, you know, is what they stand for, not the case. Not always. So, no. So, so, so there is some auction companies out there that you might just want to watch out for. Absolutely. Did you yep. do you, now when you have that experience with an auction company? Do you kind of go on their face? I mean, you know, Facebook or Google or or you know how they do that homepage thing where yep. you can give them a rating. And I don't, uh, I don't give them a rating. It's just, um, just word of mouth kind of just goes a long ways, you know, because when you're buying equipment and stuff like that through different auction companies, you know, it spreads real fast. Okay. So you don't need to publicize it, you know, kind of that way, which I could, you know, but. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the Internet today and with everybody being on the Internet, doing their bidding and everything else. Right. I think it's a good way to at least let people know your frustrations. And I mean, you do have to really bad malt them, everything else. No, I don't think so. But, you know, you definitely can grade them. Right. 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 Correct. You know, so. and when it costs you, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It's cost you 10 or 10,000 yeah. or better. Yep. Wow. So it's it's real irritating for me you okay, know and well, especially I see that when you spend a couple hundred thousand dollars with them over the duration you know it gets to be frustrating wow so, so somebody nicked you for for a ten thousand dollar bill is that yep. kind of the deal yep now did so, no in that incident it was at an auction it was an auction yep did you bid on the item so i had bid onto it prior to the auction ending okay you did know, you, you bid on that item yep okay so and then prior to you know so then i asked them who owned the truck prior to okay. you know and they didn't know who own the truck, All right. which is just baffling to me because they're the auction company selling an item for a person. Okay. And they should know who owned the truck, right? I mean, when you ask them who owned it, were they saying that, well, we can't disclose that? They were just or? saying they didn't know. Oh, they didn't even know. Right. Okay. So then after the fact, I find out that the auction company owned the truck. Oh, that's why they didn't know. Right. Now, yeah. did they know that there's anything wrong with it or did they say that the thing was in good shape or anything like that? They said it was inoperable. At the time. Inoperable. Yep. Okay. So then at that point, then it was, uh, auction had ended, you know, and I wired them out $22,000 for the items that I bought. Okay. Seven days later, they say, well, you want another truck. Oh. So then it's another $10,500 for another truck that I apparently bought, which to me, when the auction ends, it ends. 
you know, not seven days later, they don't throw another $10,500 on you. And, and do they make you pay it? I had to pay that before they'd release the items that I paid. Oh, so they held your other stuff hostage? Exactly right. That you paid for? Exactly right. Yep. Wow. And huh? it was uh, really irritating because I bought it through a auction company that was from the East Coast. And basically, I called them and they had nothing to do with it. Oh, you mean the auction online the part? The platform of it. The yep. platform you're calling. Yep. And they don't. Typically, those guys are hands-on, hands-off. Uh, they might run the bidding part of the system, but they really don't have anything to do with the equipment and the and the representation of it, let's say that. Right. That has to do with the auction company. Right. And, you know, a lot of auction companies don't disclose, and that's wrong. Right. I think that's really wrong because, you know, when we... When we put ourselves in that position, we should be looking at the fact that, okay, what if we're on your side, right? Right. Because right. it's always good for the goose, good for the gander kind of a thing. Yep. But when it's uh, a one-sided deal, that's really not uh, a good thing. And, you know, that there might be some legality there. Right. You know, and there's items that I've bought prior to, you know, years past from the same place that ends up that I have won, but I didn't receive the items. That wasn't in Minnesota, was it? Nope. Okay, good, good, good. It was really close by. <laughs> it was close by? Yes. Okay. So and that's, that's frustrating. You know, and there's items that I had actually won on there that they had actually sold out from underneath me, you know, prior to me getting out there to pick up my items. And they sold them off Mondia? Right. And you paid for them? Paid for them. And then they corrected the bill once I got there to pick up the items. Oh, And they wow. said, oh, yeah, we don't have that anymore. Well, what do you mean you don't have it anymore? You know? So yeah. we'll just deduct that from your your invoice. Yeah. Like, well, that's just not not right, you know. So Yeah, you know, I you know, we we've had it where situations and and we've had one actually in the past here that somebody left it two or three auctions. Yep. And our yard guy loaded, you know, cuz the, the the number faded somewhat and everything yep. else. He'd load on somebody else's and we're still trying to figure out who's the somebody else yet. Where it went. So that happens, but we're the loss or the loser in that deal, right. even though the seller, I mean the buyer is a loser as well. The seller got his money. Yep. You know, uh, so I can see some of that happening, but I can't see it all the time happening like right. that. I mean, it sounded like it was kind of frequent with you on that one right. place, huh? Right. So it's uh, you know, I've I've not going back there again. Yeah, you know, well, I, I, you know I and guess, I, like I say, I've spent over a couple hundred thousand dollars with them, you know, in the last two years, and and they really don't recognize it. No, so it's just I'll just move on, you know, and just for well, the ones you trust. Sorry yeah. to hear that, and I'm glad that you know that you have uh, good experiences in other places, of course, and right, and that you can actually uh, trust the fact that somebody's going to do what they say, right? Right. You know, and that's where it comes down to where the handshake means a lot. Yeah. So now, means. in the equipment world. Um, have you seen any big changes as far as people, what they're looking for, or they're looking to sell or buy in, in your world? Well, it's basically anything, you know, pre-emissions, you know, basically when you start talking on, you know, def, you know, and all that extra fuel, it's everything is cost more, you know? So if you can get back prior to 2000, you know, some of that older equipment is great, but then trying to find parts for them, getting to be impossible. So now if you're in California, you wouldn't be buying the pre-emissions ones because they don't want them there, right? Right, right. Because they're, they're kind of outlawing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you have to almost be out in the country somewhere, is that? Right, yep, in the rural, you know, and, you know, a lot of these government jobs, you know, they're all requiring you have uh, tier three, tier four motors, you know, otherwise you can't operate on their project, you know. Oh, wow. So, so they they're, they're getting you. tough. Right. So they kind of force you into that. So what? Um, so you're seeing parts being tough to get right now, a little bit on the older, parts older are, stuff? Parts are really tough. Anything, you know, 20 years or older is yeah. getting few and far between. Wow. So, um, and those are the ones that are kind of bulletproof trucks, huh? Absolutely. Yep. And same with equipment. You know, you get that pre-anything from like 1990 
you know, to 2000 in there are starting to get obsolete for parts. You know, oh, so, so you're seeing a lot of that thin out. Where's all that stuff going? See, and that's, I don't know. I mean, is it going to other country? I think, think it's going overseas. Correct. Yeah, because I know that, um, you know, even here, we have a lot of companies that are buying out of Mexico and out of, um, golly, what's that country way down south of there? Uh, I was thinking Peru, but it's not. I don't think it's Peru. But anyways, it's a southern uh, South American country. Yep. And they come all the way across Mexico, all the way up here to buy and purchase trucks and stuff. I mean, so it's like they travel a long, long ways. ways. And they'll dismantle a Komatsu, say a WA500. They'll actually dismantle that and throw it in a container and actually haul it down there, reassemble it and use it. You know, uh, so on a wheel loader, you mean or something? Yep. Yep. Stuff like that. So, I mean, they're not scared to do anything like that. They're, yeah, they're not afraid of work, right? Right, right. And I think that's what's happening in the, in the around the area. Are you finding it a little tougher for people to find that want to work around your area oh, absolutely. too? absolutely. Yep. It, it's just tough everywhere, huh? Yep. It's just, you know, kind of, I think it goes back to where the government is actually just giving out too much free money, oh. you know, to the people. And yep. it's just not not working for the government or for the society, I should say. Or for the people that are working. Right. And then right. have jobs for people. Right. Yep. Yeah. So it's tough to find so good help. You own your own business. Correct. And um, you do what types of work? I mean, you, do, so, you, do you do landscaping? Do you do road work? Do you anything, do culverts? What do you do? Yeah, anything from that involves equipment. You know, anything. So basements, I mean, basements, water lines, septic lines, um, road work, okay. um, new developments, landscaping, yard work. You know, um, crane work. So you're you're handling it all, right? So you have a crane as well. Yep. Wow. You know, hauling stuff. You know, low boy trailers. You know, end dumps. You know, stuff like wow. that. So you're a busy boy. You got to be diversified. Yeah. You, know, you can't just focus on just one thing. You know, it's just. Well, I suppose, you know, you get up in your area and, and you know, you get a septic system that you got to bring in dirt or, or right. this or that. You know, you, you know, you get, do you have an extra one or two guys then that help you out with that? Nope. It's all three of us, me, myself, and I. Oh, wow. We all show up every day. <laughs> you must work a lot of hours then. Well, that's enough. You know, yeah. but if I need trucks, you know, I, I mean, I'll call for trucks, you know. And, okay. I mean, there's trucking companies, you know, if I do a road project and I need 3,500 ton of class five hauled in. Call them up, bring 3,500 ton in. You know, All right. That way you can bang it out, get it done. Sure. You know? And it saves the owner, you know, so money too. So you're finding instead of getting people on to get, keep them working for you, you're finding it's easier to subcontract to other Correct. companies. Yep. And Otherwise, you've got the cost of the trucks, you know, and then you got to rely on the bodies being there. Right. Know? And if they don't insurance, up, right? license. So, and it all adds up. So it's yeah, worth I, it to do that. And it saves the owner you're doing the work for in the long run. Yeah. You know? Well, and again, that's, you know, that's the thing that we're looking at. You know, we've been talking about autonomous. We've been talking about, you know, some of these electric, uh, you know, like even some of the cat, you know, bigger dozers will come with electric drives on them. Yep. And then they have a smaller diesel engine that will actually uh, run like a train, right? Right. It powers it up and it generates the power to the tracks and everything else. How do you see in, in your business? I mean, um, do you see yourself getting into some electric um, over, over the next five, 10 years? Or do you think that you're going to kind of stay back as far as you can, as long as you can? Well, I think I'm going to stay back as long as I can. Okay. Because I think, you know, it's just like anything, you know, just fail safe, you know, just let that explore their waters, you should say, you know, with the electric stuff. Because in the winter, I don't think the electric's going to do so well, you know, up here. Because the batteries, you mean? Right. Taken in the cold, they just drain a little quicker? Right. You know, and... I don't know how they perform, you know, you know, when you're talking sub-zero, you know, if you're all pushing snow and it's 20 below, you know, how's that going to perform? Yeah. You know, all well, of a sudden you're sitting on the highway, dead in the water, then what do you do? Right, you know? right. You know, and, and this technology, I mean, there can be alternative fuels that go with it, right? Right. And, um, you know, so 
the electric, I, I get it, you know, I mean, you know, everybody would love to have electrics and solar panels up and, and generators and be on their own. I mean, you know, get off the grid, right? Right. But the problem is, is that I think that, you know, with the fuels that we have today and the alternative fuels and also the electric itself, I don't know that it, in the rural upper north area region that it's enough. Right. You know, and if you actually, if you took just the fossil fuels out of the situation, you know, as far as diesel and coal, it's going to shut down a lot of stuff real fast. Well, you know, I, I was actually down the cities yesterday and... I mean, the line of semis, I couldn't believe it. It was bumper to bumper semis all the way down. I mean, just think of the product they're moving up and, and just daily. in the northern re region. Just daily. That's daily, yeah. Yeah, and if you took that out of the equation, one day of no trucks, no diesel fuel, you've got chaos. Oh, well, I know that, you know, when they did the COVID deal, they shut everybody down, these factories and all this, and people waiting at ports for weeks. Right. And they couldn't do anything. And, you know, when you look at that, you think about it and, you know, a lot of these manufacturers, they said that there's two years behind. So if you order something today, two years, two years. So you need something next year, you know what I mean? In your company, yep. you would have to order today and tomorrow to take care of the next two years and three years. Correct. So, yeah. you know, so I know that I know we had uh, actually we had some nice newer trucks on this last auction and they brought really good money. But, you know, if you can't get them, I guess, you know, they're going to bring more money. And they say, right. well, inflation's coming up because so they're taking interest rates and bringing it up. So it slows it down. But I think it's only slowing it down into the general sector, which is housing and and, you know, things that are just taking the prices are jumping very high because people uh, it was money was cheap. Right. Right. Yeah. So how does that affect you guys there up there as far as on interest rates? Has it slowed your market down? No, because you've seen a lot of people are actually selling houses. And the minute they listed it, it was sale pending. So as people are jumping on it right away, and I think they're, you know, before the rates go up, you know, it's kind of what they're after there. But building supplies, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's are all. Are they building a lot more houses? I know I know you're from up in the northern region, up in that uh, Perm area, yep, right? right. So what, I mean, it, you got a lot of building going on up there? There is, but there's not as much as there was. You know, so it's slowing to a, you know, a little, but it's still, we're fortunate enough to, have a good economy where we're at there to everybody just kind of takes care of each other and and does that part of it so so it's been okay okay you know, but are you seeing uh prices drop on things in your area no. no so what about lumber isn't that dropping a little bit well it is but it's not drastic how it went up so drastic okay what about you know, fuel? fuel fuel dropping fuel still no so it's still right up there where it was at you know when it jumped up last fall so you're still paying five dollars a gallon five dollars and 69 cents Five sixty nine is that yep. diesel? That's diesel. Wow. What about off off road? So that's uh, ten cents less. Ten cents. Ten cents. If you can find off road. Oh wow. Yeah. So off road is kind of obsolete now. So now you do some counties and and cities and stuff Townships like this. Up, yep. Townships. Okay. Yep. So how do you treat them for like when the fuel's up that much higher? Do you guys have to give them a? Per, I mean, do you ask for a per diem or something different, or how do you do that? So well, my cost is you know per hour, you know, and I I haven't changed it. You know, just annually. You mean in the last couple of years you haven't changed? Right. So wow. You must I be just, really taken. you got to work how many more hours for that same pay? Right. You know, and I can up it, you know, at any point, but it's not fair to, I should say, it's not fair to the public. You well, know, it's fair to you. I mean, you should, you're paying it, so it, right. it should be fair because, right. I mean, who are they going to get do it? Right. You know? Because annually, you know, at the annual meeting, then I can actually up it, you know, at that point, you know, so, and I, 
anytime I can bring it to their attention that we need to up it, you know, so, but I'm at, I've got a comfortable. You're okay with you where you're at? at. Yeah. And you're fine with the hours you're putting into it right. and everything else? Yep. Because then you just take care of the people that are around you, you know, and the people that live in your township kind of next door, you know, you just take But care that of doesn't people. mean that you can't get paid extra for your fuel. I mean, if, if you're right. paying it, you know what I mean? Fair right. is fair. I mean, they wouldn't want to work for $10 less an hour because, you know what I mean? Right. It cost them that much more. So is that fair? You know what I mean? So, right. you know, so and that's your where kids it, starve instead of theirs, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, labor wise, you know, if you want took a piece of equipment to a shop, you know, it's 150 to 200 bucks an hour for their shop rate. You know, wow. and a lot of people, you tell them you, you go there with a piece of equipment, you know, so if you take an excavator there or a dozer there and you charge them $150 an hour, they look at you like, oh, well, that's kind of a lot. Well, it's really not a lot. You know, that's cheap, <laughs> you know? So it's like some of the people you just can't get it through their head, but. Well, they might be the older guys that been used to paying somebody, you know, 35 or $30 or $20 or whatever the money, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's $65 an hour, let's say. Yep. And the shop rates because of insurance and taxes and, right. you know, building costs and fuel. And I mean, all this stuff, right. it, it, it has a big bearing on that per hour pay or, or what you get. Right. So has the wages went up with that in your Not a lot, you know, and, you know, it used to be where like kind of the higher paid jobs was, you know, 15 bucks an hour. You know, 15. now, yeah, you know, we're looking at like four years ago. Okay. So now we're at like 22 bucks an hour, okay. that same type of job. Wow. So really, it hasn't jumped a whole lot considering what everything else is inflated. Well, you know, you might you might want to be careful because these guys know that you're only getting twenty and thirty dollars an hour. Uh, we're on a podcast here, and they see it all over the world. They're going to say, "Hey, Rick, where are you living? I want to come hire you." <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, bring your money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but as long as you're happy at the end of the day, you know that's kind of what matters. You know. Yeah, I think so. that you're kind of a uh, an entrepreneur in your own right. Right. So it'd be pretty tough for you to quit and just go work for somebody else. Right. You know, and I work. What if for, they come up to you and said, hey, I'd give you $50 an hour to come work for me. Would you probably pack your lunch and go over there and work? I probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. See, that's no. that's what kind of entrepreneur you are. You'd have I, a hard time moving on. I really huh? like what I'm doing. No, you, you do. Know? And it's just, I like the people that I work for, you know, and it's just good camaraderie. You know, it just, sure. that's what makes life fun. So going back to the auctions. Um, you know, I, I know that you've had some good experiences and bad experiences in auctions. Um, do you ever look for just the pieces at auctions or do you typically look at the auction and then look at the pieces? Well, I actually look, well, the auction site, and then I'll actually just look through everything they got. Okay. You know, so uh, for example, if I looked at yours, I'd look at every item you have, you know, every month you have an auction, I look at everything you have. You okay. Know? So, and then I'll look through, you know, another auction site and I'll look through all the trucks. I'll look through all the equipment. You know, and then I'll just save, you know, which items I like sure. know, in there. So whenever they come up, then they're notified. I'm notified. So, so do you ever Google uh, individual items when you're looking for auction items? Not a whole lot because I've got one of everything. So, <laughs> so up there you do. Huh? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you, if you don't have it, you can't use it. You know, so right. it's good to have them. And so do you sell some things um, as the years go through? Not a whole lot. I haven't. You know, in the past, you know, just basically I'll sell some stuff, you know, if people just stop by, you know, but I really don't advertise anything. I just, and I just keep it because it costs a lot down the road to get something to replace it. Yeah. So buy it right, hang on to it. You know, for instance, steel, you know, is one thing. If you can buy steel, you know, in bulk. Steel like in? Like, iron, just iron, you know, like I-beams or I stuff like double, that, okay. you know, because metal always goes up, you know, in cost. So yeah. that's one thing that you always want to just buy whenever you can a lot of it okay so 
So you're kind of into uh, just basically, is that clean steel kind of a thing? Is that, yep. or yep. are you talking about anything? Well, just kind of anything almost, you know, because. Do you, do you scrap some stuff then or no? Uh, not a whole lot. You so know, you must have about 200 acres of stuff, huh? Not quite yet. <laughs> it's growing though. It's, it's growing. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if, if you ain't got it, you can't use it. You know, and if it sits there for five years and you haven't used it, well, then you could maybe think about scrapping it. Or selling it. Or selling yeah. it. Right. Right. Well, good. Um, now, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our um, podcast audience as far as um, about your life, about what you're doing up in your neck of the woods, or what you see that's coming on that you might think that might be interest? Well, it's just watch who you hire, you know, stuff like that. Um, make sure you're open, you know, and and open to their ideas kind of deal, you sure. know, because I look at some people, you know, you, you look at it, say, for instance, you're drilling a well for somebody. Sure. Well, $12,000, you know, to drill a well, you know, and that's one day in and out. How deep a well is that? Well, let's say if it's 200 feet. Okay. You know, and if it's a six inch well or whatever, you know. Sure. Um, then that's one day's worth of work. So How much you, is that again? $12,000. $12,000 for a well now. Right. Wow. Is that on sand or what kind so, of? Yeah. So, you know, basically it's, go, it's like 30 bucks a foot. Wow. That's what they're going with. Then all of a sudden you got the pump, you know, that's just for drilling. And you got the pump, the casing, you know, all that stuff. So that all adds up onto it. So then it's like, for instance, you go and charge somebody $3,000 for a day with an excavator and a dozer to landscape their entire property. You know, then they're hemming and hawing over that. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, you've got <laughs> three pieces of equipment, the little boy tractor to get in there yeah. you know, and haul it back out. And then you've got an excavator and a dozer, you know, to do all that work. Yeah. And they'll pay for the well, 12 grand, but then they won't pay for your entire yard to be... Well, you know, there's a difference between a need and a want, right? Well, right. They need the water. Yeah. They just want their landscaping. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so it's like, they got to look at it that way too, kind of, but. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that's a sad thing to say, but you know, I guess that, you know, everybody's getting it one way or another through this uh, economy. Um, I do see a lot of different, uh, you know, types of things that are going on and that people are doing different things. And, and it's kind of nice to see it in a, a rural, rural type area and what, you know, what you're doing to survive in that area. Right. Right. And, um, and diversified is kind of cool too. So, right. you know, when you're able to run a dozer and you're, and you're able to do a good job with it yep. and run a grader and an excavator and a skid right. loader and, yeah, <laughs> and a dump truck. And, yeah. So it, you, when you got those skills, yeah, I mean, you the world is open to you, you know? Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, and you do have a lot of choices, to make, right. you know, yep. and, that, and that's cool. And you can pick and choose. And that that's way right. at the end of the day, you're happy. There you, you go. Know? Cause the key to life is being happy. Yeah, it is. It really is. And and if you're not happy with a, with what you're doing, you should find where your talents are and become happy. Correct. And yep. find something. It doesn't necessarily mean the money, right? You just right. said that. It yep. doesn't mean the money. Nope. It means that, you know, you're it's happy happiness. and you're good with it. Right. Because you know? life is short. Yes. Very it, short. It comes to an end quick. Yes, it does. It does. Yep. Well, Rick, uh, again, Rick Johnson, thank you so much for coming out here to IRA, to the IRA uh, podcast. Absolutely. Thank you and, for having me. you know, it, it's actually equipment talk with the podcast here with IRA. Sure. But um, we, uh, you know, if you do have something in the future, what you're looking to kind of get across to uh, a wide audience of equipment, um, you know, enthusiast and, yep. and that we're kind of trying to find out what is happening and what isn't happening. And you've got a good story to tell. Yep. I'd like to hear it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Yep. Well, again, Rick, thank you so much. Do appreciate it. And you take care. Hey, thanks. And thank you, uh, everybody in the podcast. Again, Equipment Talk from iRay. Thank you. Thank you.